What's up, Predators? Thanks for tuning in to the audio portion of the Smasher Pass broadcast with Travis and Dean. If you want to catch the video portion of it whenever we go live, check it out on YouTube at Apex Predator Outdoors and at Lung Crusher 53. Whenever we go live there, you can comment and be part of the show live. Comment and talk to our guests and uh, be a part of the show. So if you want to check it out, again, go check it out at Apex Predator Outdoors or Lung Crusher 53 at YouTube and be part of the show and also guys go ahead and subscribe and like and hit that little notification bell so you can be reminded whenever we post new episodes of the show and also subscribe to the feed here wherever you're listening to it so you can make sure that you never miss a new episode thanks predators and as always keep defying the odds probably a good background but yeah, yeah. Just yeah, sure. yeah. we'll figure yeah. this out yeah we're good man. we're good yeah. All right. What is going on, Predators? It is Travis and Dean here. We are with uh, Mr. Chris here from uh, the uh, CNA uh, Custom Outdoors Equipment. So we're going to talk to these guys today, or this guy here, unfortunately, his uh, cohort elves couldn't make it, the E in CNA, but uh, we got C here. And uh, we're going to talk <laughs> about some uh, outdoors gear, hopefully talk about some arrow builds, because I know uh, I just bought a bunch of arrows. I know Dean is uh, looking always to buy more arrows to add to his bucket you can see behind him there. <laughs> uh, anyways, guys, we're just going to shoot the breeze with it and uh, talk about some uh, fun stories and uh, good gear. And uh, yeah, so with that, uh, what's going on, Chris? How are you doing today? I'm doing great, guys. I appreciate the uh, call. I, I saw y'all saw us at TAC, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With our and nice I, UFOC shirts. I'm telling you, I got. I, and I immediately looked it up. I'm like, who? One, I want to know what, who you guys were, and second, I wanted to buy one of those shirts. So I was like, that's that looked very much more comfortable than what I was wearing. <laughs> so, do y'all listen to any fishing podcasts? I don't. Uh, a little bit. Okay, right, so there's I, a guy. Here, his yeah. name's Carrie. He runs the Salty Yak, uh, saltwater kayak based kayak yeah. thing with the podcast. And he actually had those shirts made for us because there's a big group of us that also kayak fish. Oh, nice. Went together. Nice. That's awesome. So um, we're, it, look, tell us a little bit about how you guys got started, where you're located. And, so uh, Elvis and I work together. We work our day jobs together. We're piping fabricators. And we just, you know, you, you eat lunch with the same guy five days a week. You end up talking. We both kayak fish. We both bow hunt. Uh we kind of started hanging out together and doing those things together. Uh, started the podcast, you know, a couple months ago, and then it just kind of evolved. Like, hey, you know, I was already cleaning fishing reels and stuff on the side, and he was. We were buying stuff, and we were like, hey, you know, if you buy this, I'll buy this. As far as building <laughs> arrows and stuff, yeah. And we just kind of were like, all right, screw it, let's let's do this. Let's let's get the company. We're working on getting our LLC, getting all the insurance and everything perfect. So. Right now, we're just doing more family and friends as far as working on the bows, but we'll build arrows for anybody. Gotcha. Okay. And we're located, so we work out of a, a small shop, very small shop. We're the smallest bow shop in Texas with the biggest experience, uh, <laughs> but we're in Van Vleck, Texas, which if a lot of people aren't going to know where Van Vleck is or Bay City for that matter, which is the bigger oh, town yeah. around it. Yeah, yeah. But it's in Matagorda County. Anybody that knows Matagorda, they know fishing. You know, we're a few minutes from the bay. But that's where we do most of our work from. That's uh, some great duck hunting down there, too. Fantastic duck hunting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, uh, we were talking about that earlier today about kind of getting off on these tangents and, you know, started, you know, muzzle loading and rifle hunting and then got into archery and fly fishing. And I finally was talking to my wife. I'm like, look, this, this is it. Like two years ago, I thought, I'm going to narrow this down and get really good at two things. And the rest <laughs> of it, I'll still do, but it's not going to be a priority anymore. And duck hunting is one of them. And I love coming down to Winnie and, and Bay City and, and just hammering them. There's but some good duck, yeah. some good dove hunting right around there. Is there really? Yeah, yes. we got, yeah. we got this past year was just, I don't know how you guys did, but this past year was just terrible. The year before was like Vietnam. I mean, we just hammered them. So I don't know if the freeze and or what, what happened to them this year, but it was just, just terrible. But um, anyway, well, so uh, for, thanks again for coming on and, and uh, you know, how you guys do that. So what's generally the, the process? I know, you, we kind of talked a little bit on the phone and you really wanted people to come in or can they just phone an order in? Like what's, we prefer people to come in because after everything's said and done, we want to put you shooting at target 20 yards and we want to slow-mo that video. Cause we want to see if there's anything coming off any slight yeah. deflection mm -hmm. coming off the bow. 
But mainly what we're going to do is I'm gonna, you're going to send me like what you did. You're going to send me your bow, what bow you got, your draw length, your draw weight, you know, all your specifics. And I'm going to plug it into a program I got on the computer. So I use uh, pinwheel software. Some people use Archer's Advantage or different ones. I'm going to plug that in. And depending on what kind of arrow you want, that's where we're going to base our build off. So every time that's where we base our build. Now I can get you 90%, 99% of the way there just using that software. And I can send you a, a arrow that's going to work for you nine hmm. times out of 10 with, a, you know, maybe some slight tweaking. Some bows, they like a super stiff arrow. Some bows, they don't. So that's where we want people to come in. That's where your center shot may be perfect. We're looking at something. It's shooting is deflecting a little bit left. Maybe, maybe it's something as small as we need to rotate your knock a little bit to clear cables. You know, or mm-hmm. maybe it's something eh, that's that's not flying right. Let's let's add a nocturnal to the back so we can add more weight to the back, stiffen it up the spine a little bit, or let's take some uh, let's take some weight off the front, or vice versa. You know, we put more weight on the front. Maybe it's you know deflecting the wrong way. Plus, when you come in, we can shoot you through paper mm-hmm. and get you get your bow set perfect. So we're not a big fan of tuning your bow to your arrow. We want to tune your arrow to your bow. Now, if you have the capabilities, if you have a press, you know, we we got a press. We have all the capabilities of tinkering with our bows. So we can tune our bows to our arrows. But most people, you know, most guys don't have that ability. So we send you an arrow that's going to be tuned to you and your bow. But face pressure, you know, where your anchor, all that stuff makes a slight difference. So like I said, we can get you 90% of the way there. That last 10 is where face pressure might come in, you know, the way you grip your bow. It could be anything. And mm-hmm. that's where we'd rather you come in once we build it. That's, and that's something we've deal. talked about, man. We've talked about that before. It's like, I want my gear to be so dialed in that if a mistake happens, I know that it was me. Like, exactly. I, I, I yanked the shot or I did something wrong. I, I want to have that confidence knowing that this thing is 100% dialed in and that every little thing that any mistake that happens is due to see me doing something. So. Exactly. And, and when you come in, Elvis is more of a mechanical guy. So he's the one that's going to nail down really your bow. Hmm. I'm the one that's going to watch you shoot through paper. I'm the one that's going to say, all right, pull off your face a little bit or squeeze with your shoulders. I'm, I'm more of your form guy. So between the two of us going back and forth, form and bow, form and bow, we can get you within a 30-second of wow. being perfect. That's, that's, a, nice, man. that's a great asset because uh, there's – I mean, as far as I know um, – yeah, you know, we got really nice bow shops up here, but and and they they do um they get you close, right? And and uh, which is which is really nice, but I don't never had I've never had anybody do what you're saying, you know, and, and before you walk out of the door, you you are leveled up to where you can walk out and, and to Travis's point, it's you. Like at that point, it's not your gear anymore. Um that's a that's a awesome uh way to, to kind of conduct business. So being a smaller shop, that's what we pride ourselves in. We pride you walking out knowing 100% you and your bow are in tune together. Mm-hmm. That bow is tuned to you because that's, that's other things too. You, you know, we're not just going to check your timing. We're going we're gonna to check everything, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes you may need your bottom cam to fire off a little faster than your, your top cam. That may be how you shoot. That may be how the bow acts right, you know? Those little things, that's why we say the biggest experience, little, littlest shop, biggest experience is because when you walk out, we want you to 100% say, if I have a problem with this bow, I'm just coming back. Or when I buy a new bow, I'm coming back to these guys. You know, we're not big enough to stock bows yet. We're not big enough to stock pretty much anything. Everything we get, we order. But it's the experience that we're trying to use to set ourselves apart from everybody else. And how, is it uh, like kind of a appointment only? I know you all have, you know, normal day jobs. Is yes. it so, it's Saturday, Saturday, it's Friday you're done? <laughs> okay. It's Friday through Sunday and it's, a, it's by appointment. Okay. Because okay. we want to make sure that you get the personalized service that you're coming to us for. You know, we, we don't just want to say, hey, we're open and five guys show up and we don't have the time to take everybody through their steps. You know, uh, we had a group of guys show up. It was four of them. And between the two of us, it took us six, seven hours, but wow. we knew that going in. You know, we had these guys and their friends. We were all friends. It was a big group of our friends. 
So everybody knew going in, all right, this is going to take a while, but each one of them got their personalized service. Mm-hmm. Each one of them got their turn. All right, it's Carrie's turn. All right, now it's Six's turn. You know, now it's Ryan's turn. Now it's Brian's turn. Everybody got their turn and everybody got what they needed. Everybody came with a goal to accomplish. And we accomplished that goal before everybody left. And you have arrows. Everything is is there at your shop? You said, Being okay. on the field staff. Mm-hmm. Or you can order from whoever you'd like and we'll get it for you. You know, we'll build it. What We'll build whatever you want. Uh, like I said, because we're on the field staff, we tend to push serious a little more just because yep. we can help you out with the price. Mm-hmm. And... But we've built, I think the last build we did was four millimeter axis and Orion's 250 spines. I just got some, uh, some of the Apollos in, I'm oh, sorry, the Orion's and then I have a set of Apollos and where I'm sitting at after tack is uh, I, I'm still debating. I'm trying to put some coins away because I want to get another bow and have kind of one for, you know, the attack setup, antelope right type deal and then my triax um i'm switching over to the easy v site because i know that anytime i'm in a stand or a blind my furthest shot maybe will be 30 yards right so and have, so that's where i'm coming in with that that hammer you know that we had, we had talked about you know have you shot together. the easy v site i have uh, and i and i took it to tack last year and i tried it in colorado and um it it humbled me very quickly after 50 yards. I, I mean, love I the site. I could, couldn't do it. I love the site. I love the construction. I love the concept. I loved everything about it. I could not get this <laughs> centered. My vertical was fine. My horizontal was off, hmm. which is opposite of apparently what everyone else does. Yeah. But I, I shot it for six months and I just couldn't do it. Couldn't and I do. loved it and I regretted selling it. But man, that, that thing, the concept of being metal and plastic and nothing breaking mm-hmm. is, is phenomenal for a backcountry bill hunter. Yeah. And, and I like it, the fact that there's no ranging, you know, I think that was, that was cool. Anybody has target panic. I can hundred percent see that, how that could take care of that for you. Um, I talked to Aaron because of my bow speed and draw is very slow. I just, it is what it is. I'm blessed with short arms and, and there's nothing I can do about it. You know, and that's fine. Blessed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> blessed. Yeah. I had to make it sound good. Right. I, I um, but it is what it is. And so none of his inserts fit my chrono. And so I talked to him about it. I was like, Hey, look, here's where I'm at. I'm going to, I'm going to build some hammers and told him what I was going to do with it. He said, surprisingly, I should go up to like a 250 insert because of the weight of the arrow uh, will compensate for that. And so I need to switch it out for that 250 and, and go out and, and, you know, and try and see, you know, if that's legit or not. Cause I do want to keep that set up for, again, like pigs, whitetail, anything close range, and then get another one that's for a distance tack or antelope, elk, whatever shot. So I'm going to ask you a question about that. Yeah. Why are you going lighter for antelope? I understand tack. But why antelope? Why are you going lighter for an animal? Well, they're smaller, one. And I think it, after talking, you know, we had Trail on here um, and talked to him kind of about the average shot on it. And I think it was, I think what he said, Travis, like 40 or 50 yards was kind of an average shot. And that's for him. Uh-huh. And so I'm going into it thinking it's going to be a 60 or 70 yard shot on us, basically a small animal. So I wanted more flatter trajectory with a bit more speed is my thought process. So what I tell people and what we've been seeing is if you could buy one gun, one gun to shoot everything in North America, elk, elk down, what are you buying? Probably 30 at six, I guess, you know, so why know. are you building a 30-06 arrow for everything and a 223 for antelope? I don't know. Like I said, in my head, it just it 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 just makes more sense to have a, a more so, flatter distance trajectory. I haven't put know. too much thought into a specific antelope arrow, but I think the part of the thought process is is you know I've seen you know white-tailed deer, especially here in Central Texas, uh, you know that will. I had a deer at with a 70 pound bow 
and a 400 grain arrow drop the string and duck uh perfectly placed shot at 30 32 yards and so i'm thinking with you know the reason they call antelope speed goats is that you know they they move really fast you know they can they mm-hmm. accelerate real fast and so the odds it, it seems like anyways i could be wrong um but the it seems like having a faster arrow uh for a smaller animal like that that you reduce the area of spread where like so if you're aiming you know here on the antelope by the time he moves it could be over here right you know so you're reducing that area of spread so that you basically there's going to be a, a flatter trajectory and it's going to be moving quicker within a smaller area whenever he starts moving if he jumps that shot you know so do so. you think the animal's jumping the string or do you think the animal's jumping the noise of the arrow in flight i would depends say, on how close you are yeah. i would so. say flight the heavier your arrow is, the quieter your bow is. I'm sure y'all have noticed that. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So y'all know Troy. Troy Fowler. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, yeah. Sir. I mean, yeah. Everybody yeah. knows him. Yeah. Everybody hears his name and instantly thinks 650, 700 grains is what you need, right? Troy has a video out there. And okay. then when he did the interview with us, he mentioned it again. 550 grains. Mm-hmm. Between 500 and 550 grains is kind of the sweet spot where you still get good trajectory but you have the weight to shoot anything. So I shoot 550 grains. Uh, I pull 75 pounds and uh, 30 inches and I shoot right at 550. I got 20% FOC. That, that arrow's never gone, not gone through anything. Mm-hmm. Even when I shot my Z7 Magnum, which is a much slower bow than what I have now. And it was only at 70 pounds. I was at 525 and I went lengthways through a ram so y'all just went on a big ram hunt right yep i have a painted he's hanging up there but i have a painted uh desert and it Mm -hmm. he turned it went in his chest and out his ham and another 15 yards past it so wow Wow. my suggestion even for antelope is go heaviest with the trajectory you're comfortable with so if it's 400 grains and go 400 grains but if you get to practicing you notice that heavier more front heavy arrows at longer distances fly better Mm. so you don't have as much drop at a long distance as you would with a 400 grain arrow so suddenly 600 600 grains at 60 yards isn't so crazy Mm. and you have a pin for that and so so the concept is is that the the head is is pulling the arrow and it's like it's like throwing a dart yeah so you don't have as much wibble, wibble on the on the mm-hmm. tail end, right? Because no. I, I totally believe in all of that. Um, you've got to have that, the fletching to make that happen too, though. Sure, sure. So you've you've got. There's a point where the head's going to overtake the fletching, mm-hmm. but it needs to be 80, 90 yards. You know, you can't let your your head can't overtake your fletching at forty yards because then it's not nothing's going to fly right. So a lot of it depends on your fletching, and a lot of it depends on your head profile. Uh, if you're shooting like a, a, a two blade, all your heads need to be lined up the same. So every time you put your arrow on your bow, all, all of them need to be sitting the same along with your spine alignment. So if you're knock tuned, if you're knock tuned and one of your blades is sitting here and one of them sitting here, they're all taken off different ways. You're yep. never going to be as active. Right. Right. And what no, I think, go ahead, Travis. I was going to say, I think it's kind of interesting too, because me and Dean are in, in pretty different worlds. I think you're kind of more in my boat where it's a, uh, you know, I shoot a 80 pound bow and it's like, I think whenever you're getting that fast, you know, it's uh it's rated at uh 345 or 347 or something like that. You shoot the new prime, right? Yeah. And, yeah. uh, you know, it, I think at some point it's like, I almost get a, a flexibility in that where I could, I could, I've got so much energy coming out of the bow and out of the arrow that, you know, that I could go down to something faster. Like I would never probably go, I, don't, I could never see myself going below like 470, 480. I think that was what my tack arrows were, or one of my sets of arrows was for tack this year. And uh, like I say, I think those are cooking at 290 something. You know, was it 297 or something, Dean, or 289 or mm-hmm. something like that? Mm-hmm. I can't remember this. Man, lots happening. You use a slider then, but... <laughs> or you use a regular three pin? Uh, I'm using a, a two pin slider, the uh, Tommy Hog. So I got the Spot Hog, the Fast Eddie with Ultra View Scope, and my 554. I think it was 554 is what I went to tack with. And I had no problem reaching out to 120. Yeah. It's Last year about... attack, I shot a 580 grain VAP SS. Yeah. And on oh, that, that hang time was, it was 70 pound bow back then. It was a 580 grain arrow. And like that, uh, on the uh, prime course, that moose that was out there, you know, man, it was literally <laughs> just like pin, 
bubble up and then just launch it. But <laughs> the then, thump it makes. Yeah. The thump it makes, oh, it yeah. makes everybody kind of like, oh, what is what is that guy shooting? Yeah. 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 The hang time, too, watching that arc. You know, yeah. slowly, yeah. Like, and it, it hit, man. <laughs> you know, and like I said, it's like I think you know, but like I say, on the other hand, Dean is, you know, what do you say? It's uh, you're throwing sixty five pounds and 26, 26. 26 inch, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, I think, um, I think to some point, it's like you kind of got to. It's like where do you make that up? You know what I mean? Like, do you make you make that up by just training harder and getting a heavier bow, heavier draw weight, or do you train better by, you know, cause you know, at some point in time, like I say, the speed of it does make a difference. Obviously yeah. it's not number one, right? We all agree on that. Mm-hmm. I think, yep. but uh, you know, like do you train harder to, to get closer to the animal before you make that shot so that, you know, if you're firing a 600 grain arrow, if you are you trying to lead the animal, I mean, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, so, if I was to show, you know, I, I don't have this issue. I'm six four, so I've never had the, the short arm issue. Uh, <laughs> I actually probably shoot a shorter draw length, draw length than I should. Yeah. But if I was to do it, I would build an arrow seven and a half to eight grains a pound per draw weight. So okay. low, high fours, low fives. And if I was like you, where I had a shorter draw length, obviously I'm not going to have the power. I would go with something like a three blade, like a three blade VPA or maybe even a two blade, you know, like a, like an iron wheel. I don't know if I'd have to go single bevel necessarily with like an antelope, Mm -hmm. but I would definitely want to go. I like four blades myself, but I'm not a fan of the tooth of the arrow. Uh, We had some deflection issues with them where it hit bone. Uh, Yeah. Y'all have some of those too, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Yep. So we actually are, are, going to go hopefully the first week of June on a pay count because that's one of them I want to try. So we they fly, talked to, we talked they fly phenomenal. They, yeah. I, I shot them last year out to 95 yards and they were grouping, I think, three inches below my field tips, which, you know, makes sense. Yep. Uh, but we have deflection issues. It's it's a 90 degree on top, right? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's... two 90 degrees on top. So if you're not hitting, if you're not hitting perfectly, it, it, it has deflection issues, which so for us, we're picky. I say we're picky. Uh, I, I, w- I just went back to my slick tricks. Yeah. My slick know. trick mags have blown through everything. I slick have, tricks yeah. were the very first ones I ever shot. So I, was, yeah. I shot slick tricks and uh, then I went to some uh, muzzy uh, MX3s uh, yeah. after that, like when I first started bow hunting. Yeah. So and they work. That's what I would say. I would say go as heavy as your trajectory. That, that's I'd go as heavy as an acceptable trajectory. So if at 500 grains, you have an accept, uh, an acceptable trajectory, go 500 grains. If it's not acceptable to you, back it off. But I would make sure you have a good fixed head, mm-hmm. something longer. And, and especially being a, a slower draw weight or a lower draw length, I would have something longer, like a VPA three blade, you know, something longer, something fixed, something that has a little more mechanical advantage, not necessarily the tooth of the arrow, mm-hmm. but like I said, the VPA. What do you think about uh, Troy's new 200 grain broadhead? What do you think the, about that? The three blade? Yeah. Uh, so if I get drawn for Nile Guy this year, I'm going to be running it on the front of a 740 <laughs> grain arrow. Nice. I've already got the build ready. Nice. Nice. Yeah. It, it's, it's just one of those things. I, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of mechanicals. And I know some people use mechanicals for antelope. And it's, it's really in my head. I, I just, I want to eliminate any variable possible and of them not opening or whatever i don't know i'm sure they all work but i just try to eliminate any variables in my own brain before i go and and i i just don't want that hanging in my head like is it really gonna open is it not gonna open i don't know so i'm a fixed blade guy i do have iron wheels um i picked up some day sixes i just wanted to try those um and of course tooth of the arrow and and i've been wanting to or thinking about um getting a single bevel um and for whatever reason when i got troy's test kit my bow liked 125 up front and so i wanted to get a 125 single bevel and, and play with one of those too you know whenever i find one that i like <laughs> so while i'm a proponent of heavier arrows and lots of structural integrity I do think mechanicals have their place. I did a full-blown Ashby build. It was 656 grains, uh, like 24% FOC. Shot now that Z7 Magnum, and I had a 150-grain uh, Schwacker. It was a <laughs> three-inch cut. 
It was massive. And I shot it at a deer at 20 yards to see what it would do. And it was like a hatchet wound through there, man. I'm, so you're close to here. You know what Bar X is. Mm-hmm. I do a little hunting at Bar X every now and then. And oh, nice. Excuse me. <laughs> Sorry about that. There wrong you go. buttons, wrong yeah, buttons. Got a, I we got a cool. <laughs> that was the yeah, cool sounding cough that. I've ever heard I, of, man. I, I, I just figured that, that was that your your bar X chiming in, like hell yeah, you mentioned this on a, on a podcast, man. Sorry, <laughs> that's the same song, man. But yeah, so it's basically a country neighborhood where you can hunt deer with a bow. Everybody sits on an acre or more, and I mean, a good, well placed mechanical has its place because that thing is going to hemorrhage before it gets to your neighbors in mm-hmm. 300 yards. Yeah. So I do think they have their place, uh, especially if, if you're going to do a longer distance shot on something like an antelope mm-hmm. and you have the ability not being a short draw guy, I probably wouldn't do it. But you know, if you shooting 80 pounds decided to shoot a sever mm-hmm. at 60, 70 yards, I mean, it's going to fly better. Yeah, you know, I'm not 100% against mechanicals, but my thing is, is that um, if I'm going to have something with deploying blades on it, they've got to be stout. Um, Because, I mean, I've had, uh, I've shot a couple mechanicals in time, and I've had both of them that I shot uh, break off inside an animal. And it was one of them was a, uh, it was a Rage uh, Tripan. And then the other one was the uh, uh, Spitfire, it was the NAP Spitfire Double Cross. And uh, pieces breaking off of them and stuff. And that's why I just, I, I started going more towards a single bevel, you know, or even just, you know, I've got a couple of fixed heads. I shot that, uh, that Ram with uh, uh, the ATAC from show, uh, from a trophy taker. And like I said, great, you know, the great blood heads and everything. I just, my th- problem is, is like I said, I just, if, if I'm going to use a, a, a mechanical broadhead, I want it to have really stout blades on it. You know, you know, the only mechanical I really use now is a sever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need to order some of those. I it was also another thing I heard on your podcast. You talked about their their targets too. Um it is a great target. Is it? I was gonna uh, it's expensive and you can occasionally find Mont Blum. Uh I just got a Morel, one of the dice high mm-hmm. rollers. So mm-hmm. I'm seeing kind of how they compare. But being is that the sever is a rectangle. You can put the long side towards you and get less penetration. Hmm. And they so, work. They work well with 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 broadheads. I've blown. The only thing I've ever blown through it is we consistently hit the center, and I put a single bevel, and it blew right through it. But that's gotcha. been one out of hundreds of shots. Gotcha. That the arrow's actually gone completely through. Now gotcha. I've, I've run to the fletching a couple of times. Yeah. So, but I've, overall, I've, it's a good target. I've got some uh those uh crafted archery arrow one broadheads man and uh do those things like it's got it's a pretty wicked uh bevel on there man it's a single bevel but I was going all the way through the target there was actually kind of a pain in the ass to get out of the target because like it, it it twisted all the way through the target <laughs> you know which is a mean ass wound channel but then trying to get them out I'm like pull yeah, sometimes twist, it's better pull, just to screw the broadhead pull the <laughs> well, shaft yeah. Well, yeah it made it it made it far enough into the target that I just pushed it through the other way screwed it uh, screwed it off and then pulled the arrow out so yeah, yeah. so do y'all clock your arrows have you clocked your bows um i i thought about doing it i watched a lot of videos and stuff on it because i i don't have a whole lot of experience with it and my ultimate conclusion is is that um i think it was Paige pierce made a really good video on it she showed that out of i think it was two different bows she had the same bow shoot uh, an arrow two different ways so it can clock left and right out of the same bow so it's kind of one of those things like if you really want to go through all that trouble like hey man that's your your kind of thing but i think if i can get arrow leaving the bow good if i can get the arrow flying through the air good that like you know i, I think i think that the fletchings of the good fletching on there especially if you're using the heel it's going to overcome any kind of minor uh turn that the bow could put in that arrow from the string being twisted a certain direction that's what i've kind of seen so, so we've done it we've clocked both our bows we did it more because we need to be able to tell people you know we need to be able to tell people, well, this is the effect that we had on our bows. You know, if somebody comes in and asks us, well, should I clock my arrows? I'm not going to tell you yes or no. I'm going to tell you that I did mine, and it seems, and it may just be a placebo effect, that at 20 yards, I had tighter groups. Past 20, it didn't really matter. Mm-hmm. But at 20, it seemed, and that's, I mean, we're in Texas, right? That's the majority of our shots. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. I seem to have slightly tighter broadhead groups. Mm. It could have been a placebo effect. Absolutely. But I, you know, we as CNE needed to do that so that yeah. we could tell you all that. Yeah. Did you find it was, did y'all run the same strings or, or, or different strings? So gas, A3, and zebra strings of all clock left horse. Interesting. Interesting. I, I, Out of I, a I, left and right handed bow. Wow. What heel color are you shooting or right. are you offset or are you using on your fletches? There you go. Arizona Easy Flex. Arizona, uh, yeah. Yeah. We have found that you can shoot a little flatter at farther distances with four fletch at maybe a two degree helical. But at the end of the day, I wanted something that I could take to camp. And if if I didn't want to have to take my bits, I didn't want to take my bits and burger. I didn't want to have to take you know, uh, a boning tower. I can take that easy fletch and I can slam three in there. Boom. Hey, I got, I got you one up though, man. And I got to do it. Cause, uh, you know, <laughs> easy there's, there's yeah. so easy veins, you can get your <laughs> discount code here. 10% plus two veins <laughs> in the description below. Uh, I, I've started using those things, man. Cause, uh, like for me, like I like I, I've been shooting out into target practice and stuff in my dad's place, and I, I can't take all the all the gear in the world with me. I'm not like Chris; I can't bring it. Over the friend Chris brings like six totes everywhere he goes. You know, but, uh, it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's you, Chris, too. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyways, you know, I, I could just you know, I could actually have a pack of them here. You know, I just got these on there. You know, if I get one off, I can just grab, run my knife up there, pop it off. You know, and then I just slide that on there. There we go. So, that so how do they stick? Do you heat shrink them or are they just like rubbery? No, they're just so they got a kind of a pressure fit on there because they're fit to, they're just are made to the size of the shaft. And so you just basically slide it on there. And um, some of them I found that basically, because um, I've ordered some that were like intentionally ordered some that were too small, or sorry, accidentally ordered some that were too small for my shafts, and they were tight enough where I didn't have to put any glue on them. But for the ones that are properly sized, basically what I do is I just, uh, let's see if i got one here. <clears throat> I'm knocking everything over. Yeah, basically what I'll do is I'll just, I'll slide them to about where I, where I need it, you know, and I'll kind of mark it, pull it up just a little bit, put this tiny little bit of glue and slide it back down, and then it's good to go. I put these through uh, some targets at TAC, and uh, put it through a tree branch, and uh, you know they're perfectly fine. So, hmm. anyway, yeah, I'm a big fan because I've tried it and I liked it. I've tried the Zinger Fletches. I've tried the Max Stealth. I've tried. I mean, I, I've tinkered probably more with Fletches than just about anything out there. Um, the only thing I couldn't do was like a six degree vehicle because I didn't have the thing. Yeah, and those those weren't bad, but they they popped off. My even if I prepped the shafts and everything, they still popped off. Uh, These are the hybrids. So I can get that right. Oh, the hybrid. Oh, okay. The hybrid 26. Yeah. So it's it's a yeah. max stealth without the max plastic. Yeah. That yeah. might stick I better used, too. Yeah. I haven't had any problems with them so far. I've, yeah. I'm just starting to use the new serious glue and it's really tough, but it's very watery. You have to be careful when you're using it. Oh, yeah. But so that's what we use. I use a longer vein than Elvis does. Elvis uses a 225 tack vein, which is what I used at tack actually. It's a shorter vein, but you know, even you know, if you have the mini or the mini max, you can still get almost yeah. a six degree helical. You know, I think you should look into these, man. Give us some. I, I have some here. If I ever run into you guys down there, I'll just give you these to try out because definitely uh, gonna have to try those. These uh, with the whole entire thing weighs sixteen grains, sixteen twenty grains, depending on you get a three fletch or a four fletch. So each of the tech or sorry the uh another uh, max stealth because i just remember those numbers they're like five four and a half five grains a piece i think on the no no sorry they're nine they're a piece? nine nine, nine okay i'm sorry i'm thinking about the, the yeah the boning uh was the heat veins i was wondering they're about yeah. like six uh then like i say those are nine a piece so like I say being like 16 to 20 grains for the whole thing and basically having a wrap on there i mean can you get those in different weights uh yeah so i have a like a standard kind of hunting version of it and then they've got a ultralight kind of target version i think these are the ultralights here yeah it's back so for you but i jumped from vein to vein to vein uh the reason i went from the tack veins i was using which let's see if i can there it is mm. the pink all the way to 
this side. Mm-hmm. Those are TacVane 225s. These are the hybrids. Mm-hmm. The reason I went to the hybrids on this one is because I linked in my arrow back. So I went from, I had these tack, I had these cut for tack at 28 and a quarter. And so I was very close to my rest. These are cut back at 29. So I had to add more weight on the back to help stiffen the spine mm-hmm. so that I could keep my weight up front the same. That's why I asked. So sometimes yeah. we play with fletching. Uh, you know, if you got a certain build you want and you have a certain arrow you want, but say they don't make a spine, like they don't make a 225 spine. Yeah. Which would be phenomenal if somebody made it or a 230 or 240. But so I have to take my two, unless I want to go up to 200. They got 235, uh, the VAP TKO. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I like the SS VAPs. I didn't like the TK. Uh, yeah, I, I had them both. I love the SS, man. Those things are just freaking the SS tanks. is what I shot before I got the Sirius. Before I got mm-hmm. with the Sirius. Um, I like the component system with Sirius a little better. Mm-hmm. I uh, use mostly Ethic stuff anyway. So. Yeah, yeah I, don't like, I don't like the aluminum, so we bent a few aluminum collars at TAC. So I had to go back to stainless, which yeah. means my insert is not as long because mm-hmm. I had a full-length insert with the aluminum collar. But it is what it is. I like I like the aluminum. Uh, Ethics has like the aluminum insert and then the stainless steel outsert. I do weird stuff where I actually take once I build my arrow and I stick the uh, the field tip in there and I stick the uh, have the collar on there and everything. But I go and I actually polish it to like a mirror finish. And I don't know it's 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 just a weird thing I do, but I feel like it gives it a little bit more uh, less drag coefficient i guess you know it can go slide through the target confidence 90 percent of the game man yeah mm-hmm. plus man they just bling i mean you know <laughs> you know hey, hey, since, since you hey, we all it, we all match colors and stuff all, yeah hey, since you know, you did it, i'll do it the blingiest yeah. field points are from Sirius. yeah well you know and you kill more deer for match too so like uh, maybe this go, yeah. Yeah. you got them you know if, if you don't look good you don't feel good if you don't absolutely feel good, you don't shoot good That's I'm, right it is what right. it is it is what it is <laughs> yeah but but uh, no, they they uh, back the, the easy vein thing. They offer them in like uh, like six different uh, configurations. Like you can do three fletch, four fletch, and basically you can do any custom helical with it. So you can do a one degree, a two degree, a three degree, four degree, five degree, whatever. And I'm actually working with them too because um, I had a great idea that I, ac- I found by accident. Um, and maybe I'm giving the secret away here, but I, I found that um, I had uh, ordered some new arrows. Ordered the uh, 235 spine um vap tkos and i but i had already placed an order because i I was kind of on the fence whether i needed a 300 or 235 spine i wouldn't have gone with 235 but i had already ordered the uh the easy veins for the 300 right well it was a lot tighter fit because the obviously the od the outside diameter of the air on the 235 is a lot thicker and so whenever i slid those on there it was it was a tight fit i could see them giving a little bit of flex and everything on there but what I found is once I slid it down the arrow shaft, let's see if I can demonstrate with one of these, uh, dropping everything, is that I could actually, I don't even think this one's glued on, right? But anyway, I could actually twist it and I can do kind of like a variable helical. So I've got like, got it straight right there. And then I can actually twist it and get it up to like a six degree helical. And I was telling him, I was like, dude, that would be really cool because then you could make uh, like a test kit for somebody that's trying to test out different helicals of veins. And you could have, say, like, Put a little gauge on the back you know like i want to twist it here when the flame the fletches match up here that's a three degree or you know this is a six degree or whatever and uh i think that'd be a really cool idea to be able to test out see how your arrows fly with different helicals on them mm-hmm. definitely i like that yeah. that that yeah. that's a cool concept i'm definitely yeah. gonna check that out if they come out with that I, yeah. yeah i was telling uh telling dean earlier that tried to do a podcast, tried to get uh, Ryan Lange from uh, Buck Commander on, but he had some uh, technical issues and stuff like that. But uh, uh, like I say, I've I always been a big on like just always tinkering with everything. And I see stuff and I'm like, man, I can make that myself. You know, oh, <laughs> I yeah. could probably do it or, you know, yeah. so yeah. I've started like 3D printing my own gear and stuff. And so before uh, we before we bought the easy press, we built two presses at work. Right on. Nice. And they were great. Nice. I mean, they were substantially heavier because we made them out of actual you know square tubing not yeah. what they use so <laughs> they work great they work good uh the like easy works better 
Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny you bring that up. So we actually were talking to uh, yesterday. We had just a, a whim podcast with our buddy that hunts with us, and he was talking about getting the the easy press as well. Uh, so I'm glad to glad you like it because he's we been looking it. at we it. We got that in the draw board with it. Uh, we're about to get a second easy press soon. We got saws. Uh, we got we got everything. We got the whole gambit. The whole thing. The whole setup, paper tuning, and everything. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I definitely want to. I definitely want to come down. I'm, I'll, I'll I'll call you and and uh, and get some time and and of course, swing man, down. just come on down. I, I think we'll take that care would be of you. that'd be fantastic. I, it'd be a great experience. It'd be great to meet you guys. And and uh, so I'm definitely in. So on to your your elks. You're going 2023. Uh, where are you guys going? Originally, it was going to be Colorado. Okay. Uh, the more we kind of look at it, a buddy of ours, Joel Smith, he came down to the shop we were working on his bow and he was like, man, do you want to go bull hunting or do you want elk meat? And I was like, <laughs> I'm, I'm large. I want to eat. He <laughs> said, go to Utah, get a cow, a uh, cow spike tag and go to town. He said, yeah. there's less people. Uh, so we've been really looking hard at Utah lately. So it may be Utah. Okay. We've been uh, the last couple of years. Um, we go to Utah as well. Uh, up in the, in the Uintas. And, uh, it's been, it's been great. It's been a learning experience. You know, every year we go, we learn something, you know, more and more. Um, I've never been to Colorado, so I don't know what the pressure's like. Um, but the first year we went, uh, we, we had no idea what was doing, right. Didn't e-scout that had no, we just was like, Hey, we can figure this out. We've been hunting. We can, we can do this, which was a mistake. But, but we got up there, it was still warm enough and there were still like campers, you know, people riding four wheelers around were like, we're not going to see shit, you know, like there's just no way. And we went, you know, probably up a little over 10,000 feet. And, I mean, there was, we didn't, we didn't see anything. Last year was great. Uh, we went to a completely different spot. There wasn't that many people. Uh, so much better experience. Uh, so, so he's told us he's hunted both and where he goes, if he's by himself, he doesn't see another person. Mm. but he sees all the elk in the world. Nice. It's just about getting close enough and getting a cow or a spike out of, you know, yeah. cut off. Yeah. You know, I've heard that in Utah, I heard that the Ashley national forest actually has a lot higher odds and a, a larger herd of elk than the, the Uintas. And that's, that's something I've been kind of looking at is uh, where to go. You know, I've been looking at uh, Craig, Colorado. Uh, and then like I say, I've also been looking at, uh, you know, like I say, Uintas and also in the Ashley National Forest, I've heard there's a in Utah at least that's like the largest uh, herd of elk there is in the Ashley. So I don't know. And is that over the counter tags there too? Uh, that's what I'm, I need to I need to research more into that. I just started looking into uh, yes. Utah after you guys said y'all are going there. I was like, oh man. And I'm trying to that. figure out where Kerry has he's been doing most of the research for us, and he's but where he's at the unit he's looking at it takes on average like three years to pull a deer tag too. Wow. So, you know, wow. you pull a deer tag on that third year and you go shoot a cow elk and a deer. Sure. Man, why not? Right. That, that's a great week, man. That's and then they have week. tack right there in Utah. So you yeah. can kind of, you know, let's take a scouting trip and go shoot tack. hundred percent. hundred percent. Are you guys going? Are you going to, are you going to go next Possibly year next year? Yeah. It's, it's in the works. It's definitely in the works. Um, where, uh, where else did you go this year? Or have you gone anywhere else besides? This is the first time we've, any of us have been to tag. So right we've been trying to go for the last three years, me and Elvis and COVID and everything else yeah. just kind of shut it down. So work, uh, being pipe fitters, we work in refineries and when things right. shut down, you work. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. My, uh, my dad actually, uh, used to own a, a company out there, you know, uh, Tepsco. Yeah. 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 My dad actually used to own that company. I worked really? out there in, in the shop, you know, working the pipe and stuff like that. I oh, yeah. worked with the fitters. Yeah. Yeah. That's rough work, yeah. man. Yeah. It's, it's, God, God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's hard, but it pays the bills. That's it right. Does, man. That's right. And now it's now, and now you're doing this and it's fun. Another reason to look forward to a weekend. That's right. right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so tell, awesome. tell us about this. Uh, I heard that you had a pretty crazy uh, hunt or you were, you were just talking about that before the show started. Something about getting chased by something Is that Dean, were you talking about that? Mm, no, I'm getting my people mixed up now. Okay. I'm right. I, think I think that's uh yeah. Ryan was, oh, was it Ryan? That, that, oh, okay. that mountain lion. He was elk hunting in, in uh, I think it was Utah. Oh, okay. And uh, he had he had heard 
like a mountain lion thought it was far away and he said he caught a flicker of a tail or something in his peripheral vision when he's watching this elk and he looked over and that damn mountain lion was sitting eight yards away from him staring at him and so he spooked him away the elk comes in he's within eight yards the, the video is crazy eight yards away he's at full draw and doesn't release he like lets him meander off and then hits him broadside at 40 never adjusts a pin just just kept him kept him kept him and launched an arrow and just dropped him it was it was awesome. And I was like, mm. I can't wait to ask him about that story. Cause I don't know <laughs> that I could have not launched at eight yards. I, I would have been like, you're done. <laughs> you know, I'm, this release is going off whether I want it to or not. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. so, Quickly duck behind the tree. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 It, it was oh, crazy. Just crazy. I mean, we've, we've seen moose up there. Uh, every time I go, I've seen moose up there, but have not, not run across any elk tons of sign uh we we laugh about it we're like we're in the right the right neighborhood wrong cul-de-sac every every time we go but that's okay we're gonna keep going back and we're gonna hammer one so it's fun right the experience 100 oh, yeah. yeah 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 so do y'all spike camp or do y'all base camp how do y'all do it backpack we we backpacked in yep and it's and found a base camp and and then and then meandered around we tried to stay uh within about three miles of our base camp um last year uh, the weather came in. We was only supposed to, when we checked the weather for, we went, we have one day that was supposed to be like 40% chance of rain. I mean, it seemed like we were there about four hours and it just, it just blew in and just wiped us out storm. Then it snowed at night. I mean, every, everything you could possibly happen with weather happened. And then we could just not get away from the wind. We'd, we'd go up to glass and the wind would change. We'd pack up and walk around the other side and the wind would change. It was just constantly, you know, moving the whole time. Um, so it was again, great experience, but it was just rough trying to, trying to battle what God's plan was. <laughs> so speaking of packs, uh, did y'all see Kafaru's sale? Yeah. Yeah. Did you try to get on their website to get anything? Yeah. It took me, uh, 18 hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got a 357 mag bag. Good for you. Nice. Good for you. Yeah. I luckily, um, I had ordered, I ran with, um, um, uh, the reckoning I picked up for this coming year because last year uh i ran the east eastern ruck i think uh and i literally looked like a homeless person everything was just hanging off the sides i mean it was just like i mean it, it was just brutal and i just like forget i'm never gonna do that again i'm just gonna invest in a bigger pack and it is what it is um but i wanted to get that base camp bag and yeah, I was like, you, camp, you just drop it, drop it. And yeah. it was 45 minutes. And I'm like, eh, you know what? I don't need it that bad. <laughs> I'm, do you, I'm done. How do you, you how know? do you sleep? What's your sleeping system? Um, I use a, uh, MSR tent, uh, and I've got uh, badlands 15 degree bag. Uh, and then I've got a, uh, 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 air mattress looking, you know, pad that I blow up and that we've talked about that too, uh, Sunday. Um, I think, I think it was for last year, it was perfect because we had the snow and the rain and there's a little vestibule. I'm a little guy. So I was perfectly fine. Chris, who's probably six, two was in the exact same setup and just didn't have a whole lot of, whole lot of room. So he's going to run a tarp this year in a bivy, um, which I think is a great idea. I looked at stone glaciers, but again, in the back of my head, I'm thinking if we have the same weather, it's going to be, you know, miserable. So have y'all considered hammocks? The first year I went, I took a hammock, uh, and uh, there's, I probably would not do that again. Really? Uh, well, love, o o hammocks. only because of the weather, when it got cold at night, you know, I just was, I was freezing. So I'm and putting so, together a war bonnet, uh, war, war bonnet, blackbird, blackbird. I sounded country as hell. There. <laughs> Black butter, blackbird, but with a Yeti quilt underneath. Okay. So if it gets cold, Elvis keeps calling me a burrito. He's like, you're going to go up to bear <laughs> and you're going to be hanging a giant meat filled sack. I'm like, right. yeah, well, if it's my time, it's my time. But I, yeah, I sure. love, I mean, I'm 6'4, 350. I am a large guy. Wow. Um, yeah. There's nothing more comfortable to me than a, a, a hammock. I have a summer hammock and then I have that war bonnet system that I'm putting together for that kind of camping. 
I, I kind of want to get a picture of you two next to each other now because Dean's like five foot seven and you're <laughs> <laughs> almost yeah, a foot taller than I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a larger sized man. I, I, I was yeah. I, I wouldn't be able to pack your arrows in, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know? But no, I think I think it's a great idea. Like I said, I just think that I tried it once and I froze and um, you know what, for five ounces or whatever that tent cost, it, I'm willing to pack that five ounces in there to get a good night's sleep. So, yeah. yeah, and I think it's because I, I I sleep in hammocks anyways. Yeah. yeah, I can I can sleep in a hammock, a hundred degrees or ten degrees. Yeah, boat me in a hammock and I'm out. Yeah, yeah. but I, I think a it's nice, a great idea. I think it's a great idea. I got a nice uh, bare butt double hammock, and uh, I think it's been pretty nice. I've had it for six years now or something like that and i just use it all the time throw it up in the backyard i throw it up you know we go camping and stuff like that acts as a great chair too just strap it between two trees wherever you're sitting you know you can throw a pad on down on the inside of it and so you can throw a quilt on top of that pad and but yeah you're kind of i mean it's reality like say are you really any more safe in a you know small thin tent than you are in a yeah. hammock i mean you know it's the same thing it's you know we we that really we didn't even consider any of that stuff. I think where we were at, I think they even had a, a sighting of a, of a black bear. We didn't even care about the black bears, to be honest with you. We, our major, our bigger concern was mountain lions. And we just, the more we thought about it, we're like, man, there, we're three grown men. I mean, unless we get split up or something weird happens, you know, it, it really never crossed our mind. Um, but as a joke, when it did thunderstorm and, and just blew in on us, we put all the food in one of our buddies tents. Cause he's the only one that had a pistol with him. So we're like, at least we've got time to run away while you're shooting this cat. <laughs> so, so you don't yeah. carry even when you hunt in Texas. No, no. Yeah. I mean, I think we went pig hunting. Uh, you lost your audio, Travis. We went pig hunting uh, and we did have a, um, a shotgun with slugs in it, I think as a backup, but for yeah. the most part, we just had our, had our bows and that was it. So. Yeah, I, I used to carry a three fifty seven with me on the side, but uh, you know, it became one of those things where it's like, you know, depending on what property I'm on, even like I say public land and stuff like that, I just, I don't know, I don't really. I, I have a Glock twenty nine, the little compact ten millimeter. Mm -hmm. I, it's small enough to where I, I don't mind packing it. Mm -hmm. It's it's security for me. It's like a nice little security blanket. Well, it's six foot four and yeah. three hundred fifty pounds. You can't even feel that thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can hide it's like it from nineteen eleven. It's like your wallet. So. Yeah, little block, right? <laughs> it's like a Swiss Army knife. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I've been known to hide some large uh, items on my body. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, you know, I thought about. It. I thought for a long time I wanted to get a ten mil and take with me. You know, but. You know, we fly up there just because of work and time constraints. I'm like, that's just, again, just one more thing I got to worry yeah. about. And yeah, you know that's, what? That's tough. My buddy lives there. You know, he's got his. So, like I said, I we it's that's out of sight, out of mind. You know, I'll deal with it if it happens. And, you know, but it, we never had any issues. I think Utah has reciprocity laws with Texas, doesn't it? I think so. Yeah. 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 It wouldn't be a big deal. But like I said, just the whole, you know, TSA and blah, blah, blah. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to yeah. mess with it. Yeah. I got some arrows coming in soon, Chris. I'm gonna have to bring them down down to you. Uh, I started testing out again. Uh, I'm always tinkering with stuff and uh, crafted archery. Started selling arrows. I need to find out from the guy uh, Daniel Craft out there in Australia. I want to find out, uh, you know, who makes the arrows for him or what the process is or whatever. But they look pretty good. Pretty cheap carbon shafts. They're still, I think, like point zero zero three or point zero zero one uh, straightness. And uh, he's sending me a bunch of stuff. So I'm gonna bring that. I'm gonna bring my. Uh, all my gear out to you. I have to get you to build these things for me. Join yeah, the process. So <clears throat> this, I just sent you that in the studio chat. I don't know if you can share that to the screen. Yeah. Let's see. That code will give anybody shopping it serious with the exception of ranch fairy stuff and tough heads. That'll mm. give you 10% discount. Oh, nice. Thanks, man. So that's so part I... of our, the field staff family and friends code. So I get I got you one while we got you on the phone. We were having this this discussion at TAC, and because we all tinker and build our own stuff, oh, yeah. um, what is your thought on on hot melt, cold melt, serous epoxy, 
gorilla glue <laughs> for your insulin. Like, wh oh, where do you where do you sit in Smith. that that realm? <laughs> uh, I think hot milk is great for target target arrows, target bows. Um, you're gonna want to always tinker within five to ten grains on those target bows. Uh, if you're tinkering period, you know, if you're just testing, like you're doing the ranch fairy test kit, mm -hmm. hot melt is a great tool for that, you know, cause you can pull boom, 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 boom. Mm -hmm. Um, I just got the serious epoxy and the Fletchcrete with the little field staff kit. Uh, it's the first time I've used their glue. So I've been an mm -hmm. AAE max bond and max insert guy. A serious archery stuff's tough. Um, the Fletch Crete is very watery. It's something like I've never used before. They give you uh, like a Q-tip, basically. Mm. And you dip the Q-tip in there. It's water. And you run along the vein and don't let it get on you. And yeah. don't leave it very long in the clamp. That stuff sets quick and it sets tough. Um, wow. It's been pretty tough so far. The I said for the impact, times that you do get it on you, they've got I, this... Uh... That stuff that Bob Smith Industries makes a good uh, debonder. You can oh, literally yeah. just write on your fingers. Yeah, I'm gonna Trust need some I know of that. From experience. Yeah, I'm gonna need some of that right away. Yeah, look at the debonder; it's great stuff. It smells epoxy, like a dead cat, but oh uh, yeah, the epoxy. I've from what I've seen, I like that it has a longer working time. Yeah, with you probably got 30 minutes to where you can still kind of twist mm. your insert as far as tuning it. Because so once we put an insert in, if there's any kind of out hanging out. Not like a 246, you know, you have a little bit hanging out of a standard insert. You know, if you're using half outs or outserts, you're going to want to spin your arrow with it in there, mm -hmm. mark it, make sure there's no wobble. So you have that 20, 30 minutes to where you can kind of still grab it and turn it a little bit, spin it. Okay, it's perfect. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, make sure everything's good. Uh, it's been solid so far. I haven't shot anything too hard with it yet. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm kind of. So we just, I just got the new stainless collars in. So I'm building, I've got those three built that I'm going to test and I'm going to try to put them through something heavy. Uh, I don't know necessarily what yet. I'm not a big fan of shooting center blocks because I don't hunt center blocks. Right. <laughs> so like a uh, tree maybe because I occasionally miss and hunt trees, Yeah, yeah. but that's about all I'll shoot. So we'll see how it does. If, if I can't pull it out, that was the one thing with the max in, impact. If I really got down on it, again, big guy, right? So if I grab it and yank with all my weight, I've got a lot of weight behind me, I could sometimes pull the insert out. Mm. I didn't like well, that. Gotcha. But that was the best glue I'd seen so far. So yeah, right now it's, it's working pretty good. But I other that than that. We're at uh, Dean's place there. I know we're shooting some arrows. And uh, I was testing different uh, hot melts and everything. I had like four different types of hot melt. And one of the ones I was trying was the uh, – the blue uh, cool melt that they make that Boney makes. And uh, yeah, I lost two uh, ethics archery inserts inside of his bag targets from that, you know? So <laughs> yeah, those are yeah, no, no. Uh, like, they are not all created equal for sure, man. Yeah. And don't, don't knowing, knowing that there's, yeah, don't like, tell them I, I cut that bag open. And so they're, they're in my, they're in my uh, kit. It's <laughs> $40 for those two things. <laughs> they're on eBay as we speak. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, like I said, it's cool to know that there's an epoxy that uh, has that long of a set time because that's always been my complaint. It's like, well, I have no way to tinker now. It's like it's yeah. set, it's done. I'm, oh, sorry, go get the drill bit, throw it in there and try to knock it out. Oh, yeah. yeah. So and, it's, a, it's a two part epoxy. So you, you, you know, you squirt it out and you mix it up a little bit and you've mm -hmm. got a little bit of set time. Yeah. Um, it smells like. It, Smells like uh, going into a woman's place and getting yeah, their hair done. I, I I picked it up and I laid it on the on the table and left and came back and our whole house smelled like it was a, oh, a, yeah. beauty, a beauty salon. So it was the office thing. we have in the back where my wife lets me work on stuff. It's a uh, it tends to smell pretty bad in here. <laughs> yeah, but I will say if you fletch arrows up, so I occasionally fletch arrows up just for fun. Mm -hmm. um, I have not found anything that really works other than the boning fletch type, the blue. That's kind of it's kind of jelly okay. the platinum that's really the only thing i've found this i like the well. the goat tough is pretty good too i uh, use goat I've, tough for a long time yeah. uh the only thing i don't like about goat tough is yeah. when it goes bad it goes bad and nothing sticks oh gotcha so when you hit the end of the shelf life it's the end of its shelf that, life it you is can it is. kind of squirt some more on there now it's done it's done mm -hmm. yeah and i use but, their fletching uh jig too uh it's been okay you know it's been okay i've heard nothing but great things about the arizona i don't i do not have one of those but i got the boning you know and it, yeah i've got a boning one i got the arizona i got the couple of the easy fletch there and yeah 
everybody likes these. You can see mine's white, right? From glue. I've used this. You can replace the arms. So this mm. was originally a right helical. I replaced it with a left. Um, I left it in the sink in acetone, in a cup full of acetone, trying to clean it up. And my wife put it in the dishwasher <laughs> because, you know, she didn't really know any better. Right. You know, I might start putting this thing in the dishwasher more <laughs> often because the glue turned white and it was brittle and I just ran a fingernail uh-huh. and it was clean. And I was like, hey, nice. you know, you may have come up with an idea there. Perfect. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> All right. Well, I got to wrap it up, guys. But, man, I appreciate you coming on, Chris. We'll have to do this again sometime. And, yeah, man. It was uh, certainly fun. Yeah, man. And uh, uh, like I, said, I appreciate you being here. And like I said, I'll definitely be coming and seeing you do uh, – get those whenever i get all the zero components in and come see you to get it all built up man we'll schedule that time and i'll give i'll give you a call too i'll give you a call and tee something up uh way before august because i'd love to get a a set to take on me out there so definitely that's my number on the email so y'all can just call me whenever shoot me a text um okay we're going to be doing an interview within the next week or so with a3 archery strings Mm -hmm. so he mentioned something about saying maybe a discount or something Okay. For our for the listeners, so Perfect. y'all may want to tune in for there. And we're going to be talking to Sirius later this week. So okay. if y'all want to take a listen there, give it a shout out. Uh, so our listeners know where to where to chime in at and Instagram or any any other handles you got, man. We are the horrible outdoorsmen on the podcast. I am the horrible outdoorsman on Instagram. <laughs> That's where the name came from. Because who expects a 6'4", 350 pound guy to be a bow hunter and a kayak fisherman? <laughs> honestly. <laughs> and then Elvis is ERC Outdoors. He also has a YouTube page. And then the Horrible Outdoorsman YouTube page has uh, like podcasts and stuff like that. Perfect. Perfect. Awesome. Well, thanks, man. I really appreciate uh, you coming on, man. I, it was a great conversation. Learned a of lot. Of course. This was so. fun looking forward yeah, to it awesome well thanks predators for tuning in and uh guys uh check out the discount code that he put up there in the chat what was that for again it was for serious, uh, serious anything from serious archery other than tough heads and the ranch fairy kid i believe perfect so check that out guys and uh like I said you get your easy vans and everything if you want to help support his channel thanks for tuning in and as always keep defying the odds and